Welcome listeners to the Thundercast. I am your host, Connor Sanders, editor-in-chief of SU News at the University Journal, back for another semester of podcasting, this time joined by a new guest, my new co-host. Why don't you introduce yourself, my friend? My name is Jake Williams. I am the sports editor for uh, SU News. Yes, we're back. Another busy semester, an unusual semester, recording this um, with masks after having sanitized the entire area, put new screens on the microphone. Yeah. So this is a, a COVID-friendly version of the podcast. But Jake, former SU tennis player, taking over the sports section. So I've taken on a new role at the newspaper as well. So how's the semester started for you, my friend? Is it going good? Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I'd say uh, f- for the most part, it's it's definitely been a bit of a big change. Uh, yeah. I, not only for myself, I'm assuming a lo- uh, with everyone. But I've had to deal with a few new things, obviously, the way classes are set up now. But y- you get used to it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot, a lot of school left to go, so I hope we, we get used to it. But Yeah, well, until Thanksgiving, that is. Yes, yes, yes. We can make it. We can make it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, former tennis player, obviously, over the summer, uh, you found out the tennis team had been uh, let go, had been finished. There's yes. no more tennis coming back. Um, I'm sure coming back... Must be tough not having uh, your boys around, not having the tennis yeah, team. Yeah, none of the lads are about. Us. It's only me and Ken, really. Ken's another guy on the team. He's 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 from Japan. Uh, just me and him. And then there there are a few girls on the women's team who yeah. who's actually stayed. There's about four of them. Uh, so that's not too bad. There's about six of us in total. But I mean, that 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 is it, really. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't even imagine, but it, it's nice to bring a little bit of European flavor to the podcast. Well, thank you. You know, I'm trying new accent. Try and spice it up a bit, you know. New energy. Just being, you know, 30 minutes outside of London, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> you pick it up. You pick up the accent for sure. And he's a fellow Chelsea fan, so you know we're going to be having plenty of Chelsea <laughs> and, and Premier League talk on this season of the Thundercast. At least someone is here to talk about football with me, right? We need more people talking about football across campus. <laughs> it's an underrated... Uh, not underrated sport. It's just it just just, just not in America. It is just it? hasn't been valued properly yet in this country, <laughs> but it's coming soon with American players like Christian Pulisic out there. We're not supposed to talk about Chelsea yet. Let's talk about <laughs> getting excited already. Already, um, let's talk about some SEU sports things here. Um, got some news uh, coming out recently. Obviously, this this isn't even so much recent as just kind of just weighing heavily over campus. Is that all fall sports have been postponed until the spring. Yep. Uh, so no women's soccer, no volleyball, um, no football, obviously. Huge losses for the athletic department um, as they're navigating this unusual and difficult time. Um, we're just kind of keeping an eye on what will be going on in the spring. Sure. It'll be yeah. an especially busy time for but them. Gymnastics, right? Gymnastics. Yeah, gymnastics is a winter sport. I, I don't know what the official word is as of yet. I don't know. On what they're doing with the winter sports. I know actually segues us perfectly into the next thing I want to talk to you about is that the men's and women's basketball, also winter sports, um, just recently was announced that they will be moving back the start of their season to November 25th. So that should be a little interesting there. That's right during Thanksgiving break. The thinking behind that is, well, hey, if, if the danger is that, you know, these kids get the disease, they spread it to each other by playing. Yeah. They get it from, you know, their fellow students. Well, let's wait until after Thanksgiving break. Everybody goes home. Most schools, just like SUU, yeah. sending everybody home once uh, we arrive at Thanksgiving break. So the idea is that nobody will be back on campus. The, the students won't be yeah. Yeah. in everyone higher will, situations. Everyone will be at home. Yeah. And 
I'm optimistic about it, honestly. When when you yeah. kind of think about it um, mm-hmm. logistically, it does seem like something that could make sense if there's not that many people yeah. around. They're just staying to themselves. The real danger is before then, right? If if the season starts and there's active cases on teams, for sure, yeah. We'll we'll see how that. Yeah, turns I understand out. your optimism, though. You know, as a big basketball fan yourself, yes. you know, this is probably some exciting news for you. I'd say. Yeah, it's been a wonderful basketball year. I mean, it was sad because the NBA got postponed. But then now it's September and like the Premier League is starting, football season is starting, um, and basketball is reaching its crescendo right now. For sure. Reaching yeah. the, the semifinals and, and heading into the finals. So it's been an unusual year, but it's been an exciting time for basketball fans. Speaking of an exciting time for basketball fans, this week the athletic department announced that uh, former Tiber David Njai has signed with CB Tarragona. I think that's that, that's probably like that? right. Yeah. yeah. Let me see if I can roll my heart a little bit on that. <laughs> CB Tarragona. Ooh. Okay. That's Ooh, better. Flutter. Yeah. flutter. Um, he's signed to play there in Spain for a third division side that just recently won promotion from okay. the fourth division. Yeah. Um, coached by Bernardo Alvarez. Uh, seems like a decent side. Uh, a good opportunity for David to go prove himself. Yeah. A player that just. Never really quite caught his footing at SUU, injured sometimes, yeah. um, battling for playing time, others, but always brought a lot of energy to the team. So, so I had a few games though, right? Yeah, he had a few. Yeah. He had plenty of games, played plenty. Yeah. Um, I think really he just became a legend around campus. Everybody just uh, yeah. <laughs> just loved seeing him around. And yeah. Giant guy as well, isn't he? Yeah, giant guy, bunch of charisma. Um, but he gets to continue his career professionally there in Spain. So congratulations to him. Yeah, really excited nice. to hear that. Well done. Yes, uh, he'll be, we'll see. I mean, maybe he'll compete for the starting spot, but the starting center there, the name is Juan Mezanca. Okay. Uh, averaging 9.1 points per game and 4.5 rebounds. So if they need a defensive presence, somebody can come in, block shots, um, and just bring energy. David will yeah, always be the there. One. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so exciting news for him, exciting news for SU basketball. Yeah. He's actually not the only SU alum playing professionally right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a few weeks ago, SU basketball announced that Dwayne Morgan, um, who transferred here from UNLV, former five-star prospect, yep. um, drew comparisons to Kevin Durant at his peak, at the, the height of his uh, anticipation in recruiting, um, has signed for, now if you thought I could get Tarragona, right, let's see, <laughs> Orzo Slanyi Sportaglielet E-Lions in Hungary. Wow. That was uh, interesting. Do you want to give it a crack? It's on your sheet there. I really don't. There's <laughs> <laughs> not something I want to attempt. I just don't. You, when you put a Z and an L next to each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to... Sh- you should try the Welsh language. It's, oh, my. That is something else. No <laughs> way. I'm going to avoid that with everything I've got. Yeah, all these uh, all these um, players, then, it's, Europe's quite popular for them to start up, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, it seems like sometimes players will, t- will try and take the G League route, which is basically... It's not so much a second division to the nba but it's like a a minor league so they okay. the younger players get experience it's like a developmental academy yeah yeah for sure. except for yeah. uh, much more professional i'd say it's like a u23 kind of thing okay um some of them trying to stay i know um cameron leutin had been searching for opportunities in the g league not sure what's his uh process is like but yeah i mean going overseas is a really good option there's just so many leagues so yeah for sure in Europe there's like we just said I mean David's playing in the third tier in Spain he gets a chance to prove himself mm-hmm. you know maybe some scout sees him and he he moves up 
you can make a career out of it. That's hundred percent. Yeah, and that's always the the dream for a professional athlete. Yep, you got to do what you can. Yeah. So congratulations to those guys. Congratulations to Dwayne, especially. I know he's had his eye on playing professional basketball for a long, long time. Guy that really set the foundation for SCU basketball moving forward. Uh, I think a player that Coach Todd Simon and the rest of the basketball coaches would would give a lot of credit to for changing what used to be a a disappointing, a frustrating program here at SU. Definitely. So congratulations to those guys. Let's talk once again about um, the NCAA's decision to push back the start date to November 25th. What this basically means is that uh, the NBA, or not the NBA, excuse me, the NCAA um, is going to shorten the season slightly. I think the cap, or the minimum between 25 to 29 games that you can play, um, including your conference schedule. So that gives you a little bit of flexibility to play preseason games. SCU had a loaded preseason schedule, and this announcement unfortunately means that SU will not get to play some of these fun games they had um, on the schedule. They had a game at Kansas, at Wake Forest, at Michigan. Looks like most of those games will not be played this season, but hopefully mm-hmm. in the future they can push those back, yeah. get the guys a chance to go play, uh, maybe try and fit in another preseason tournament, but that leaves them with like Dixie State. Mm-hmm. Uh, UVU still on the schedule, and a bunch of the Christian smaller schools. Smaller, smaller games. Yeah. yeah, smaller games that they'll have here in Cedar City. There's still so much to be sorted out. Um, will there be fans in attendance? What will team composition look like? Um, mm-hmm. How often will testing be going on? A lot to get mm-hmm. sorted, um, but exciting to, as we approach basketball season, just to at least have a little bit of news and and at least have come some kind of reference for what it'll look like. I mean, yeah, definitely playing the March Madness tournament in the spring will be so essential for athletics. Obviously, they're super positive there, but just financially, they need that that influx of revenue. So that'll be something we'll keep an eye on. Um, just to highlight a few of the new guys on the men's basketball team, got some really high-quality transfers, as SU always does, and really just is the way the college basketball is moving. you got to be able to capitalize on transfers. Um, Two guys that won't be available, we believe, this season, Cortez Cooper transferring from LSU and Marquise Moore um, from Detroit Mercy. Looking like both exciting prospects that I think they'll have to sit out this year. We'll see how much longer that transfer will even exist, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then adding Aiden Moody from North Dakota, Tavion Jones from Illinois, among other guys. So, so look, all transfers. All transfers for those guys I just mentioned. Um, all coming from other big Division One schools. Um in terms of quality of play, SU is a step down for a lot of these guys. They're going into an easier league. Yeah, I'd say so, for sure. So really exciting for, for Coach Simon and the rest of the basketball administration. Got a lot of talented guys coming in, keep an eye on. Also wanted to just give a little bit of a highlight to the women's team. Women's basketball also having their start date pushed back. Also going to have to make some accommodations to their schedule. But um, it's a season of turnover here for SU women's basketball. Had some important players move on. Uh, Rebecca Carden is graduating and getting a chance to play professionally in Ireland. Right, okay. That's cool. As well, so that's cool. Um, but you lose players like Claudia Armato, who is a starter. Shefano, who was like, in my eyes, a future player of the year candidate in the conference. She was really, really good. Okay. Um, decided to transfer elsewhere to UVU. And then Jess Chapman, who transferred from SUU to Utah State uh, to play her last two years there. So... Okay. We'll say goodbye to those bases and welcome some new transfers, um, including Liv's Graves, whose sister Maddie Eaton is already on the team. 
Liz Gray okay. is transferring from Weber State. She was the leading scorer for the Wildcats, so that adds a new element to Coach Tracy Sanders' offense. Um, Charita Dartery transferring from Lower Columbia, uh, a prospect that the coaches seem very excited about. And then Lizzie Williamson, as the Australian connection continues at SUU. Yep. yep. Uh, another Aussie, as well as Piper Thornberry, countless others that have come through. Yeah. Lizzie Williamson, six foot five, transferring from Utah State. Strong, strong Australian team there. Yeah. There'll be a lot of chemistry as well, won't there? For yeah, sure. that, that, that's, I think that's underrated. I think uh, you got a lot of people coming from the same place. Beck Black, yeah. um, they just have that connection. Same yeah, kind of yeah. style of play. Like I'm sure the style of basketball in Australia is a little different than the style it is here. Yeah, but I think, I think it, it'll, it'll complement each other nicely. And especially if you say you've got that sister coming in as well, yes. right? That's more chemistry there. Yeah, it, I think this will be a team... And I don't, I don't think that the chemistry was necessarily bad last year, but when you have three players transfer after a really successful season, you got to wonder, at least, yeah, you know. Yeah, the team morale, it's easy for it to drop, isn't it? Exactly, and they went out of the, the postseason tournament just a little earlier than they were expecting. It's not like it matters. They wouldn't have been able to move on any further because the tournament was canceled yeah, yeah. Um, because of COVID-19. But. Mm, to, but to lose those people, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to take a hit. Yeah. Heartbreaking for them, but presents a new opportunity for Tracy Sanders to prove herself even more. Um, and she has been overwhelmingly successful yeah. through her first few seasons here thus far. So I'm, again, optimistic. I'm, I'm usually optimistic about the basketball teams. I just... There you go. Always cheering for them. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, just a quick wrap around campus, look around at what's going on in terms of athletics, a lot of preparation for the spring assuming that we even get to that it's just it's just tough everything's so up in the air yeah i completely agree it's it's going to be difficult to see what's next for us anything can happen at this point there's nothing there's nothing certain you know it's 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 good to get excited about what's to come yeah and what's possible but you never know especially with the pandemic and everything going on yeah but we hope for the best you know especially i mean you look around the state of utah um this weekend, we posted our two highest COVID total numbers um, ever. And the second, there's all this talk about the second surge coming, and it seems yeah. like um, in a lot of ways it has arrived. So, Well, over, over the summer back in England, we were constantly on the edge for that second wave because it's, it just as soon as it seemed to start just relaxing and uh, everyone was starting to, you know, it was starting to get back to normal, there's always these sort of, you, you look at the numbers going up each day mm-hmm. and you're thinking, when's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a tough time for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I hate to be somber, but it's just, we have to talk about what's going on right now. And no, yeah, the yeah. U S approaching 200,000 deaths from the pandemic. Right. Um, meanwhile, in Europe, in Germany, they had fans in the stadium mm. at their soccer matches. They have fans at the NFL games too. Well, so recently, far. recently I was watching uh, one of the uh, ATP tournaments, the, t- the professional tennis tournaments, mm-hmm. and it was the final of Rome. It was Novak Djokovic against Diego Schwartzman, one of the Argentinian players, and they had fans in the crowd. They had fans in wow. the stadium already. And Rome, at one point, Italy was had the one worst, of the highest. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know whether that's something that we should be like excited to look forward to, or maybe it's something for concern. But uh, seeing those fans in the stadium, obviously all the seats weren't full. Yeah. There was spacing. Yeah, yeah. But it's still something, you know, you're a bit on edge. Exactly. On edge is the exact way to describe it because I think about, like, what would a gymnastics meet be like without people there? It's crazy to think. 
I remember going to the ones here uh, at SUU and just thinking like, this is, you know, the atmosphere is unreal sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy. And then to think, you know, and that's some, something that also affects a player's performance, don't you think? Of course. Like having Drawing those fans. fans cheering and everything like that you can create some a great environment. But if they're not there, you know, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to consider. It's tough to weigh, but it's, I mean, everybody's going through the same problem right now. and For sure. Um getting butts in seats will have a huge, huge uh, impact on SUU, just financially. I mean, one of the few institutions that last year operated in the black uh, across college sports. Really? Uh, it's just so hard. <laughs> it's yeah. just so hard, especially at small schools like this, yeah. um, to keep the thing going. But you just, athletics are so important to the campus. You bring so much diversity. I mean, that's something that we were talking about um, before we started podcasting, and just on the tennis team, there's so many international players. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of... Uh, there was one year where I don't think there was one American on the team. Yeah, it was must have been my... I want to say my second year. One guy, Micah, had just left. And it was just a mixture. There was Argentinian players, Mexican. There was a, uh, this guy from Spain, uh-huh. Canadian obviously two to three Brits are on the team at the same time, which is pretty, that was pretty good. Dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah, that is dangerous. <laughs> There's <laughs> definitely a lot of banter going around there. I'm sure. But yeah, it's, it, it definitely brings a team, you know, it's, it's a good environment to be in, I'd say. Yeah. So glad that, um, athletics is, is pushing forward, doing everything they can to keep fans involved, to keep the student athletes having a positive experience and keeping practices going in a safe way. It's just, if I were in the shoes of the athletic director or any one of the assistant athletic directors, it, it would feel like such an overwhelming 100%, time. Yeah, that, um, that's a tough job, especially right yes. now, especially with what's going on. That is one of the toughest jobs I can think of. Yeah. So it, props to them for working through this and trying to figure out all the stuff that's going to go on in the spring. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on things. We'll keep our pulse on or our hand on the pulse of SU athletics as they move forward. Um, but this week, not much going on on campus, but there are big Premier League matches. And if you bring an Englishman <laughs> onto the podcast, you cannot not talk to him <laughs> about football. So we highlighted a few match uh, matches this weekend. Might turn this into a little recurring thing where we talk about uh, some Premier League soccer. Good gambling opportunity if you're a sports gambling yeah, fan. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Tons of storylines. Soccer is really... There's so much that I love about football, like American football. But soccer just, it hits in this nice way. You you know the game's going to be 90 minutes. Yep. You know there's going to be no pauses. Right. You know you can look away for a few seconds, and honestly, nothing's going to happen. But it's probably <laughs> going to be okay. Yeah. Just a great sport to watch. I love watching. Let's talk a little bit just of, about the Prem. Our club, Chelsea, the Blues. The beautiful team. Hosting yeah. West Brom this week. What yeah. are your thoughts on the match? I'm excited. To see what's going to happen. I think, you know, us being 11th in the table right now, they're 20th, they're, you know, bottom of the table. Yeah. You'd expect a, a good win from maybe, I'm, I'm hoping for a 2-0 would be nice. That would be 2-0 nice. 2-0 is always important, but you never know. With Chelsea, the way they're playing at the moment, it's so up and down. It's, it really it, is. Yeah. It, last game we lost to Liverpool 2-0. You know, uh, maybe last year you wouldn't see that. It's, it's it's a different it's a different team almost. Well, I start I like I like to think now we're getting back to where we were before, but then obviously before that we had the three one win against um, uh, what was it in the opener? 
Brighton. Brighton, that's Brighton the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we beat Brighton 3 1. So we're, we're up and down at the moment. But I like to think a match against West Brom, we shouldn't, uh, fingers crossed, we should be okay. Yeah, I mean, West Brom recently promoted from the championship, that's true. the, the yeah. division below the Premier League. Um, also, I mean, West Brom's always bouncing between, <laughs> that is between true. the Prem and between yeah, the championship. Yeah, so is it really that surprising that they're no, back up? Yeah. It, it, I guess it depends how West Brom come out yeah. at the end of the day. It's a home match, so... Yes. Um, I like to think we have the advantage there, but we'll yeah. see. Chelsea, Pulisic still questions about his fitness, the right winger. Yep. Uh, Hakim Ziyech, their big signing. Mm-hmm. Also some questions about him. Thiago Silva, the new signing Silva, the center yeah. back. Um, I think he's been in practice this week, but they're not sure if he'll be playing. Yeah. Ben Chilwell, the big left back they signed, mm-hmm. still not fit. So in some ways it's like, okay... Chelsea, you know, they might start out a little slow because they're missing all these guys. But mm. at the same time, you no matter who's out on the pitch, you got to just go take care of West Brom. And, yeah, and get the yeah, three. especially with a team like that. The only concern for me is the keeper at the moment. Oh, the Kepa. guy is... Kepa is... He's a... He's a marvel. <laughs> <sighs> he, he, it's interesting. The guy has not shown much recently. You yeah. Know? They he, just signed him for such a big fee, you know. Yeah, we we talk, and we talked about this guy as well. You know, we mentioned he's become a, he's become a meme. He really has in the, in the world of football. He's become a meme. <laughs> so uh, it's just because his name, like, if his name was just you know like John Williams or something, John. everyone would be like, oh, okay, John Williams had you know, yeah, he had a couple of howlers. But his name is so cool, Kepa Arisa Balaga. It's like yeah. it's just such a beautiful name. You just expect something magical from him, and then yeah. and then he just passes the ball to Sadio Mane yeah. and gives <laughs> the game away against Liverpool. You just you just yeah. can't you just can't take it. But yeah. I mean, you got Caballero, who's at least sure-handed. You yep. got the new French player Mendy. They might uh, work into the rotation. But yeah. Yeah. interesting opportunity for Chelsea to prove themselves. I mean. You've got Werner, and it feels like we haven't even done anything with him. <laughs> it really does. I, 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 I talked about this guy before. Uh, I was expecting when he came in. I was like, "That's a great, really great good. That he's going to do something for us." But it hasn't really happened, has it? No. No. Uh, Frank Lampard tried to play him on the left wing with Kai Havertz as like a center forward against mm. Pool against Liverpool last week, and it yeah. just was not happening. Yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold had him pretty balled up. Havertz yeah. couldn't even get on the ball. So you might as well just put him in left back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Marcus. It's like Ronda the positions that are not used. You might as well put the player that's. <laughs> it's not doing anything. Yeah, that's not doing anything. Yeah, we'll absolutely. See. You know, I've got hopes for some of the guys uh, who you, you hope you can make plays or just do something in Kante yes. and you know. Mason Mount. Mason Mount, exactly, yeah. So And there's options, too, on the bench. I mean, we haven't seen Tammy Abraham play very much. Callum no. Hudson-Odoi hasn't played much. Gallagher. Gallagher's starting. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see. Well, what's your prediction for the game? Like I say, a 2-0. You think it's I would a 2-0? Love a, I would love a 2-0, but... This should, to me, this just reeks of a, of a 4-1 where we go down early. Okay, so... Like one, 15 one minutes nil. in, West Brom nick a goal yeah. off us. We've done it before where it's been the first half we're 1-0 down and we're thinking what is going on and then second half we pull it back. It's like, you know, it's it's, it's not the prettiest football sometimes, you know, it's just like clawing it back at it, but yeah. I just, I think the midfield for Chelsea is just too talented eventually though. They'll find their way through. We talked about it so many times before though, attacking, we're looking solid, strong right now, but defence, it's, uh, 
shaky. Shaky. I like that. Yeah, shaky is good with me. Andreas Christensen. Yeah. I could I could not see him again for the rest of the season and be perfectly content. Mm. I, I like to think of Chelsea at their best in terms of defence. There was a term we used called parking the bus. Of course. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So Mourinho classic. Yeah. The, it was the sort of, I love the idea of having Azpilicueta. When we had David Luiz. Oof. What a defence that was. Back, you know. We were unstoppable yeah. at some point, so, you know, you know, 1-0 up, park the bus. <laughs> yep. yep, no way through. Uh, yeah. Other big fixtures this weekend. We're using a lot of British words, fixtures. I wonder how many people in our audience have it's followed the It's starting to come upon you. You're saying it without even realising, I reckon. Fixtures, I, I know fixtures is the right term. <laughs> you got Man City versus Leicester on Sunday, and then Liverpool versus Arsenal on Monday. What's your take on Leicester at the moment? I, I, I don't know if you've been following them enough, but for me, it's... Uh, oh, sorry. No, I mean... Let, let me know. Let me know what you think. Leicester's just always that club that, like... Um, who would be a good American? Compar- they're like... They're kind of like the Utah Jazz, honestly. They're always good. Really? Um, solid. They had that one season where they were incredible with Vardy yeah. and Conte. Yeah. But I feel like if you have Jamie Vardy, you always have a chance to win. If you have Vardy, then, yeah. It's... Uh, Vardy, for me, is like Tottenham's Kane. Yes. You know? I think that's the best way to describe him. The it's the problem with Leicester though is that they don't have anyone else who can take chances besides Vardy. Like Vardy. It, with Tottenham, you've got Mora, you've got uh, yeah. Humming Song, you've got other options if Kane isn't in the game or isn't feeling 100%, it. Yeah. But Vardy just seems like he has to score the goals for Leicester. <laughs> and there's no one that's going <laughs> yeah. to. No, I completely agree. Man City always solid. You know, always, always solid. They they've they've been on top for such a long time. You 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 know. You you know what to expect from a team like Man City. Uh, what's your prediction for that? For that though, uh, I th- I bet that's a two one. Two one. Favor Man City. Okay. City. Interesting. What and you then think? we've got. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say for that match? Um. What's your prediction? Man City. Yeah. Man City. I want to say, there could there's a potential for a draw there. Yes. Yes. With, with the way the pl- team's playing at the moment, I don't see Leicester winning. Me neither. Uh, I think it's either a draw or Man City are taking it like a 2-0 a or a 2-1. Yes. Okay, we'll see. Good betting tips here bet, from, bet, from me bet, and Jake. Bets are up. <laughs> we, should have, we should keep track of these bets throughout the season or something. Yeah. Get a prize at the end. Uh, All right, Pool Arsenal. Arsenal is going to look so bad in this game. <laughs> the Gooners are going to goon. Yeah. Especially Liverpool, Liverpool have just come off a win as well, haven't they, against Chelsea? Yeah. That 2-0 victory, that's going to... There's confidence there. Wind in the sails, yeah. Yeah, I think, and the the Arsenal they're a bit. They're not to be talked about in the <laughs> UK at the moment. They're not to be discussed. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like what Arteta's doing. They've got some good energy, got some good young players, but it seems like they're a couple years away at least. There, it, it would seem like, like you say, it's a young team now. It's the experience. Isn't is Ozil? Did Ozil get sold? Or is he still there? I think he's still there. I think yes, I'm pretty he's sure. He's not playing. No. Uh, what a player that guy used to be, huh? <laughs> and then he went to Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. What's Time your prediction safe. for that? Uh, Liverpool. I, I think, think it, I think it will just be Liverpool get the first goal in, and then they're like, you know, nothing's yeah. going through. I really think Liverpool could score or could not score, but could finish with a hundred points again. Yeah. In the table, they're that good. Yeah, Liverpool right now are cruising. You know? Yeah, pencil me in for a 3-0 victory there. I bet you that uh, David Luiz picks up a red card if he plays. 
Yeah. When does the guy not pick up a red card? <laughs> he either own goals or picks up a red card. And sometimes uh, he does it in the same game. Yeah. He, the guy, he's a marvel, but what a defender, eh? He was. He really defender. was. When, I remember that freaking run they made in the World Cup. Yeah. He scored that free kick from like 45 yards away. Yeah. Special player, just... Getting old sucks, right? <laughs> Getting old does suck, yeah. It gets the best. I mean... At one point, Chelsea was Brazilian loaded, you know. Uh, it was Oscar. Was David, David Oscar, what a player, am I right? Yeah. Oscar was just... He wasn't, he wasn't like one of the big names, but he did make some awesome plays, I have to say. Did one of the weirdest careers, though. Just yeah. goes to China and no one hears from him again. No, no, yeah. I mean, it's like they the same thing happened with Costa, Diego Costa. Mm-hmm. He went to China, I think. I think he went to a team there, got signed there, nothing ever again. Um, you know what we should talk about? Yes. It's Gareth Bale is back in London. Bale is back in London. I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Yeah. Go off, Jake. What do you got? What do you got on Gareth Bale? Obviously, being a, you know, mum's Welsh. Sorry, my my mum's English. My dad's Welsh. Okay, so you got some allegiance there. To yeah, the yeah. Bale. Love Gareth. I think he's. He, there's too much emotions for it right now because <laughs> the guys, the guy is a hometown hero. Yeah. But um. But does he still have it? That's the question. He's, he's he's like the others now. He's getting old. He's getting old. He's getting on. In in the world of football, he's old. Yeah, you already. Know, uh, how how old is he now? He must he's be, be thirty four. Yeah, yeah, something. There's, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I maybe he's still he got a bit a bit of flair, a bit of magic left in him. Costa did when he came to Chelsea for that bit. Yeah, he did. They might throw him on the right wing, back up Lucas Moura, or mm-hmm. you can bring him on as a center forward. He can play on the left. Interesting mm. player. I think that, that Tottenham will be will be will be good this season. Yeah, that's a great signing though, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good signing. I mean, it, yeah, ma- it made sense. He wasn't going anywhere else. Yeah, no matter how old he, the guy is, though, you got you got to give him credit where credit. He due. was. We were talking about Hazard earlier. He yeah. was that type of like. There are five players in the world that can just w- go out and win you a game, and Gareth Bale is one of them. Gareth Bale is one of them. Yeah. The bicycle kick in the Champions League final. Oh my yeah. gosh. The the guy was, the guy's pace as well, huh? Yeah, rapid. He, he, I think his time at Real Madrid was, was um. What's the best way to describe it? It's just the end was very disappointing. It's very melancholy. Yeah, it's like they just didn't care about him before. But yeah. holy cow, did he have some moments? Yeah. For Los I mean, Blancos. I guess you could kind of say the same about Ronaldo. Last few, last bit at uh, Madrid as well. Yeah. Then he went to Juventus. So yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I could talk about American soccer players all day, but Juventus just signed an American, signed an American midfielder named Weston McKinney. Okay. Starting. Good day. Starting day one. L- look at these American yeah. boys out there playing making for the big headway, clubs. Making headway. In for there. the big clubs. Yeah. I think that, I mean, Clint Dempsey was like the most successful player in Europe and he played for Fulham. Tim Howard. Oh, Tim Howard. How Tim Howard. How Tim could Howard. you forget that about I mean, Tim Howard? Yeah. Yeah. Everton legend. And did he play at Man U too or am I imagining that? Might be imagining. I, mean, I only know of Everton, so yeah, yeah. But Clint Dempsey, I mean, as far as outfield players, Clint Dempsey, yeah, s- scored one goal in like a Europa yeah. League semifinal. That was cool. I think That's the you, peak. Yeah, for us. W- when you ask people from Europe though, or anyone from the UK, like, what's the Ameri- one American player? You know, Planet Tim Donald. Howard is. It's Tim Howard. Oh my it's goodness! It's Tim Howard. It's always Tim Howard. Yeah, it. it yeah, and I think it's also because you know Nike did all those uh, adverts and commercials about. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw them or not. Mm-mm. 
Oh, so there, there's loads of commercials you can watch on YouTube where it's like they're promoting all the Nike boots and everything like that. It's They've got Tim all Howard. the players in it. Tim Howard's in it. Ronaldo, Neymar, Ibramovic. <laughs> you know, like, sorry, Ibrahimovic. So yeah, you you got to got to check those out if you can. Oh, they're dude. brilliant. Tim Howard against Belgium, 2014. <laughs> I dreams about that. <laughs> dreams about that. <laughs> Legend. Well, all right. I think that we've uh, we've got it to a good place. Expect more from us. Um, more Premier League stuff, more SUU news. Uh, I've got Jake on some basketball homework. We're going to be talking a lot of basketball. We're going to be doing a lot of homework for you guys, honestly. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to increase the knowledge. I need to just plug you into the same way that I follow European soccer through the American players. I need to yeah. plug you into some some Brits yeah. that are in the yeah, NBA. I think it's, it's got it's got to be a, almost a term that I like to use in the UK: religious following. Yes, you know, I'm I'm a religious follower of football. The Premier League, I've got to get there with basketball. Yeah, you I'm know? a religious follower of basketball. But I've got to get there from the Premier League. We'll we'll get there together. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, the it's listeners will too. Yeah, we'll we'll all move closer to to world football, to to a basketball utopia, and we'll have plenty of banter about which sport is better. Love it. Yeah, throughout I'm ready. The semester. But yes, come back for the Thundercast every week. Um, any final thoughts for us, Jake? Um, no. Actually, not yet. No. We haven't practiced yourself? the sign-off or anything, but what, should we, do, do we need like an epic saying or something? Um, Cheers. Up the Chels. <laughs> up the Chels. There up you the go. Up the Chels. There you go, guys. All right. We'll see you next week. Up the Chels. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs>